Hello all and welcome to Talk Me Through It, your 20-minute writing pep talk. My name is Trish. And I'm Jessa. And today we'll be talking about show and tell. But first, um, you know, we got to do our word of the day. And this time we have to show and tell. So show, um, I know this is a big thing in the writing community. I see these things all the time. People are like, oh, show, not tell, tell, not show. Show, and this example, by the way, comes from Jessa, is the emotional aspect of it. So if you want to show anger, you're going to show your character slamming their book shut or, you know, slamming a door shut or maybe being short in responses and you feel that anger versus when you're telling somebody about your character being angry, you simply put she, he, they were angry. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think that just introduces like authenticity and realness into your character because you're pulling from real life. You might have um, an instance with a friend or a loved one. They're not going to tell you that they're angry or upset or frustrated in that moment. Like you pick up on those uh, visual and body cues from the things that they say and the way that they're talking. Right. And why not? And why not? Um you know, show show them being angry. Why not make it an emotional thing? I feel like show does such a good job of expressing emotion and invoking emotion in your reader. It it does. That's most of the time when I'm thinking about show and tell, it usually is for those moments of emotion or like pivotal scenes with emotion. Oh, I have to tell you about um this one example that I found in my client's work. Uh-huh. It was such an amazing instance of, of show and tell because uh, there's two characters, and this is close to the beginning of the story when we're first getting to know the world and the characters around. The main character and one of their loved ones is going to the marketplace, and um, you meet other characters along the way. You get to know a little bit about their society and where they live, but the only a common element that was stringing these things together was the food that was being cooked there. So without you uh, knowing it, almost subconsciously, you're taking in all these details about what the food smells like and the sounds of it sizzling and cooking. Yeah. (laughs) Right up until the end where the main character with her loved one, um, like you feel the texture of it when she's eating and eating it itself, getting the taste of it. And it was it was amazing to walk through. It was so cohesive to put together the scene. But what was amazing about it is that another instance where these characters get separated later on in the story, you get that same food item mentioned again. It's told to you, but it it's just a portal to opening all those show elements that were given to you the first time around. It's very emotional because that other character isn't there anymore. Oh, I love it. And I feel like that that is the real artistry of writing coming in uh, right in that moment. That's definitely a technique that I've seen other writers use just in different novels. Um, that idea of you take this very emotional moment and then you sucker punch your readers later with it. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And it just goes to show you how... Um, 
you know, how advanced your your client is. I can't wait to read this book. Me neither. Me neither. But I love it. Yeah, it combines different aspects of your story, too. It's not just about showing or telling a certain element. You can relate it back to emotion like this example. It can also be something that's part of your world itself or a character relationship. There's so many ways to go with it. Right. And this goes back to when you and I were talking about the flow of show and tell where you can exactly put it and where not to and that there's an art to doing that yeah yeah an art that depends on the author's purpose too because if there's details that maybe are important but aren't quite related to the emotion of it I feel like telling is a good example to use in those cases so the reader still knows about what you're talking about but it's not them for it's not um, something that they have to experience in that moment. Whereas show is something that they are experiencing in that moment, something that holds a little bit of weight for their characters so that your reader can step into their shoes at that point. Right. And, you know, that's such a, that's such a deep element of storytelling. Uh, that's such an argument. I feel um, so many writers today is, you know, they'll, I, I mean, I've seen it all the time. People are like, oh, you know, show is where the real art, goes you know you have that whole show not tell rule um which actually goes all the way back to somebody named anton Chekhov, who wrote i think he wrote a book on the art of storytelling and um you know that was something that he that he kind of coined it's 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 attributed to him um he said don't tell me the moon is shining show me the glint of light on broken glass but you know the title of this episode is show and tell and tell is so important too i mean you can't you can't just have show without without tell yeah uh, in my own mind i've never thought of it as a debate you need both to be a good storyteller oh trish do you remember back in school when we used to have show and tell yes absolutely ah oh, little five-year-old trish walking into class on show and tell day with my like lunchbox that i was so proud of it, it was either sailor moon or power rangers but either way oh i love that 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 um that lunchbox i remember talking about it <laughs> oh my mommy got this for me <laughs> and you know that's really the first thing that comes to mind when i think about show and tell together is back to those days i think they were my first introduction to conscious storytelling not just storytelling from like an episode of a tv show or a children's book oh wow yeah see and now again the art of this astounds me you know, because this, I feel like this is where your art and where your craft really comes together and shows itself. Oh, for sure. For sure. It is this like incredible way to combine the technical elements of writing with everything creative there is about it. And it's hard. Like it's not something that you grasp easily. It's not something that you always know um, off the top of your head, which one you're going to use. It's very fluid too there are certain times where you might prefer tell over show or show over tell it's entirely what the author has um like entirely what the author's purpose for the scene is right now i have a scene in my own book <laughs> and um tell us know, about it, it. 
Okay, so <laughs> I'll I'll definitely maybe I'll show you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in this in this scene, Vi, my main character, you know, Earth Rising, it's a sci-fi. There's kind of like a return to nature, right? So you take this character, and she has never seen a blade of grass before in her life. Like in this very dystopian, dark future, like people haven't even seen animals like they don't know they have no connection to nature absolutely none um and suddenly she's exposed to grass and trees and and the sky and flowers and all this other stuff and in this scene she's so emotional that it makes her cry because nature is so beautiful um you know, just especially from a, an environmental point of view, when you when you stress importance on it, um, I feel like in that instance, show show is so necessary, um, and it's not just you throwing out adjectives and um, you know things like that. It's it, it's it's important to I guess in, invoke that emotion by those senses. That sounds like a super powerful scene. She definitely cries. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell but, you about it. She definitely. But I feel like that's so hard because, you know, there are so many things that I feel like I could improve on in that scene because I don't think I have all the senses there. And thinking back to your to your friend's epic scene where, you know, these two characters are going to this marketplace and you have all these sights and sounds and it's so emotional for that character because of that other character that's there with them. I'm like, wow, you know, like I could do so much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It. I feel like it is a process. Like you do have to go about it. You have. To, you do have to test out different ways and see what works in that moment. It sounds like, it definitely sounds like show would be a powerful element there, especially because it seems like your character does have this knowledge of what Earth used to be based on things that she's been told. So when she experiences it, it's all the more powerful for her yes okay so the funny thing is i've had a couple beta readers go through it and um they were always like well you know in the beginning of the novel i express you know i i, I talk about this dystopia right but it's not really important what's important is what happens later what's important is what happens away from the dystopia right right so i kind of just run through the facts um and i feel like even though that kind of throws people off where they're like, well, no, show me how grim and dark this is and da, da, da. It's not exactly necessary in that moment, which is where tell comes into play because I could have, to be honest, spent pages and pages and pages and pages, just making my readers miserable um, by immersing them in this world. But it wasn't as important as that moment where she, where this character, where my main character gets exposed to this nature and this beauty and this return to like this human element of, of life. Um, so I, I don't think that there's necessarily a formula that you have to, that you have to do, but as a writer, you should know where to pick and choose and, and where to put your show versus your tell. Yeah, definitely. It's, I think in your example, 
storytelling is super important based on just setting up for all the emotions that are going to happen later. But I feel like show and tell is not specific to one particular area. I know that we've talked a lot about emotion in this episode, but even for um, in that instance, had you wanted to create it, uh, create different moments for showing, like you can do that in different ways too. You can show examples of, um, you know, the physicality of the character or their relationship with respect to others, you know, if you wanted to give a break. But otherwise, there's no rule. Okay. So I was reading um, earlier and Show Don't Tell, by the way, has a Wikipedia article just saying, um, but there was something about adjectives in there. Uh, and of course, me, I thought, sure, yeah, when you show, you need adjectives, right? Um, but that wasn't the case. The exact quote is this. It avoids adjectives describing the author's analysis, but instead describes the scene in such a way that the reader can draw their own conclusion. Um, so tell me a little bit more about that, because this whole uh, this whole avoids adjectives describing the author's analysis kind of confuses me a little bit. Can you explain that? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, the way that I think about adjectives, I think in my own head, is more on the part of the author's narration, because if they're describing a character, um, even just physical features, if you call one of your, if one of your characters is looking at a woman, you could say something about her height. You know, she's a tall woman. That would be telling the um, reader a little bit about who she is rather than, you know, I had to look up at her <laughs> or that. Um, or that like the tips of her flyaways touched like the archway of the door or something. Exactly. Exactly. Got Giving them it. a reference for their frame of mind. And that that kind of ties into the beauty of writing. You really can do whatever you want. Exactly. But you should be tasteful about it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's related to purpose too. As long as you have like a purpose for doing so and a cohesive way to bring your story together, there's no, I, I know it makes it more complicated, but there is no rule that way. Oh my God. Do you know how long I struggled with purpose? Like, what's the point of putting this here? When I first started writing, oh, it was all over the place. It was all over the place. And then I saw this thing. I, I I honestly, I think it was an article on Pinterest. I love Pinterest. Again, like I'm big on Pinterest. I follow a lot of writing stuff on Pinterest. And every so often I'll come across an article. But uh, there, this one article was focusing on um, having purpose for your scenes. Like every scene should propel the plot a little bit forward. Um yep which is which is a very big key element to telling a story in a kind of like not an exciting manner but to make a page turner i think it was pixar or something that that did it for their movies is where they were like this thing happens in this scene and because of this this is the purpose for this next scene so each scene that proceeds the scene before it is there for a reason and i feel like that's such a powerful element to storytelling is purpose yes yes always it's something it's one of the first things i actually that i look for when i'm reading a client's work because in their purpose behind telling the story is also the purpose for them telling the story right and and it, why they're passionate about it and the intent behind it 
absolutely 100 percent i that's so important to end to any sort of writing but back to this idea of show and tell where so i we were talking earlier about um where tell is so important to use and I mentioned this sort of thing where t- tell helps you unfaff something. <laughs> when you when you faff a story, when you have like a little bit of fluff here and there, you can you can cut a lot of uh, a lot of unnecessary information out with 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 tell. Yeah, for sure, for sure. There's, I feel like telling can be associated with those info dumps, but as long as you're telling in a manner that isn't you know, creating confusion for the reader or stringing along unnecessary details. It's a great tool to use. Oh my God, info dump. I love that word. I <laughs> love that word, Jessa, because that is, a, I've seen people do it. I've seen it done and I know I've done it myself. I'm not perfect. I do that sometimes. I info dump and it's so bad because where do you get to the show, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like to some extent we all do it. You know, it might not be pages and pages of it, but while we're sorting through our thoughts and getting them on the page, there are lots of instances like that I feel are info dumps just because we ourselves were trying to figure out what's happening in our, that moment. Oh, right. And remember when you were talking about how um, the, the first time of you writing the story is telling yourself the story? I think that's great. I love that. Yeah, it, it's always that way for me. The first draft. I, I actually call it my zero draft because it's just, I love that term. It, We're gonna coin that term. That's gonna be a thing. That's gonna be I don't care what anybody says, but that's gonna be a, <laughs> it's your zero draft, yes. Yeah, it's it's just laying the foundation. It's telling myself the story and including anything, anything and everything that I want to, because it can always be cut or changed later. And then after that I build on those authentic, genuine, real moments that make the characters who they are that make the world what it is and how to tie them together i love it that's brilliant and again that's part of the beauty of writing is you can really you can do what you want um and you can choose whatever method you really want to go there's no real formula and that's where all that creativity comes in and it's a tough thing to bring into your writing, even just show itself because you have to form that image in your reader's mind it's not right there in front of them so i think this weekend i'm definitely going to go back and revise that that scene that emotional nature scene with my character um and i'm definitely going to add some some scent in there and some feeling and maybe some temperature and hell why not even put some goosebumps in there that too um that's going to be my mission for this weekend is to improve upon that scene and get that one percent better at show and tell Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> well, it's always every day, every time is better, right? Yes, yes. I That's pretty much exactly what I'm going to be doing too. I have my zero draft in hand. And um, for the rest of the week and during the weekend, I think I'll be going back to add sensory details. I really want to first feel like I'm in the moment with this character before I move on to thinking about the reader. Perfect. I love it. So tell us what you thought of this episode and don't forget to show your support. You can follow me, Trisha, at Knight Rider July on Twitter. And I'm Jessa at Jessa Kana on Twitter. Our links are in the description below. And thank you so much for joining us this episode. See you next Thursday.